One of the great contributions of Vernavare has been helping us to see the church holistically. We're invited to experience the diversity and richness of 2,000 years of faithful Christ followers. And in so doing, we begin to uncover treasures tucked away in various denominations. We call them the streams, six great traditions of the church, the contemplative tradition, or the prayer-filled life, the holiness tradition, or you might think of it as the virtuous life, the charismatic tradition, or the spirit-empowered life, the social justice tradition, compassionate life, the evangelical tradition, the word-centered life, and lastly, the incarnational tradition, the sacramental life. We call these the streams. Streams of Living Water is the title of the book outlining each movement. And the idea of these streams is what Renovare was founded on as an ecumenical movement. Now, a new edition of the book is being published in the UK. So I sat down with Renovare's resident Brit, James Capford, and the author, Richard Foster, to talk about some of the concepts. What we uncovered was really quite helpful. My name is Nathan Foster, and welcome to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. My job is to make James look good. <laughs> he doesn't need your help, help, Dad. <laughs> what, a, what an insight. I never thought of that. <laughs> well, have you heard this thing on how they speak to each other? No. You, you might get an insight here, Dad. All right. You, you, you oh, might. I'll, I, I'll learn to just be quiet. <laughs> I, had a, I had a thought of how to start, Dad. Okay. I'm going to see if I get this story correctly. The, the idea for the streams came while you were jogging. And, of yeah. course, you have to clarify that when you say jog, you mean brisk walk. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. did, did they all just pop for you at, during this? Well, I've been talking about all this stuff for a long time. And no, sure. So the ideas came out, uh, you know, these six areas, though I just didn't have a name for the sixth area, but yes. these areas came uh, pretty, just pretty clear. Mm. Actually, the words contemplative, holiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's evangelical social justice. I, I'm curious, Dad, your reaction when, you know, you've been working with these ideas and they just kind of develop some clarity with names. How did that sit with you? Was that exciting? Was it, you know? It was both exciting and I immediately sensed that this had something to do with the movement and I didn't have any resources. I didn't have any contacts for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so my immediate response was, this won't succeed. Yes. And the, and the sense of God saying, I'm not asking you to succeed. Hmm. Just try. So with, with the clarity on the streams immediately came some sort of movement, which then, you know, turned into organizationally Renovare. But it, those two came immediately together. Right. The, the idea of a movement that would embody all six dimensions. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And so then the writing of the book was born out of that with both ideas in mind. 
Right, right. But that came later, much later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I tried to get a lot of the team members to, not a lot, but Mm -hmm. others to to do the writing. Because in those days, I was thinking of a, you know, a 98-page little book. Right. Um. (laughs) Oh, you didn't want to write the book. No, no, I thought somebody else could do this. Mm-hmm. And and I mentioned to the team members, I think I mentioned it to Jim, I think I'm mm-hmm. who all I talked to. and But they all just smiled and changed <laughs> the subject. <laughs> so no one wanted to write the book, so then you succumbed. Nobody, no, they, they as a group, as sort of one voice, said, no, this, yeah. is, this is your project. Mm-hmm. You must do this. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I realized that, yeah, I'm the one that has to kind of put this together. Well, thank you. Yeah. But all of <laughs> yes. that, that yes. It took a number of years. I'm just going to jump in with questions, but James, I don't want to, you just feel free to, yep. you know. Yes, I will. I'll be here. Yep. James, sure. And, and Richard, um, I do think it'd be lovely if you were to read at the end the I See a People. Have you got oh, sure. the text yeah. there? Yeah. I'd be glad great. to do it. Yep. Oh, great. I actually have it here, and I, I actually Super. found the book, and I... <laughs> <laughs> Blew off the... Cobwebs. Blew, blew the dust off. And <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> James, what have you found helpful with the streams? Well, the the two ends to it, of course, the one end is um, New Jesus, and the other is the historic uh, streams of the um, her church. So I think the framing of it in that uh, context is really the way I come at this book Um, and I have enjoyed the conversation between the streams I have enjoyed the picking of the examples I think that was a very interesting quite I mean as I said I mean I don't know if you're going to refer to the fact that I've written a few words at the start of the British edition which comes out soon and um I do think the progression of the steps is really a significant part of this. And I also think that um, the line I've been speaking about the book about, and it's only come to me in the last little while, is if you want to be an evangelist, if you want to step into the evangelical tradition, become a contemplative first if you want to be a social activist, become a contemplative, um, because it all starts or fails <laughs> at that point. Um, so I think there's something very significant there, and um, people people can take a little while to catch that, but when they do catch it, um, I mean, even our own team that doesn't always, I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter, does it, which order we tackle these in. I think it it, it is significant. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, this would be interesting to, to discuss. I don't think you in 1997 or 96, when you were working on this book, 
I don't know whether you realized or could have realized how the ecumenical journey was going to go and how fresh this book still is in that ecumenical um, you know, journey. Um, I think there's something very significant there. Oh, very good. Dad, what do you think on this ordering? James's thoughts on... Oh, absolutely. Now, I, I put all of the streams in kind of a circle to give quality to all of them, mm-hmm. but, there, but there is an ordering. And when I did it in the book, the contemplative begins because mm-hmm. that's where the root of the life that can flow into the evangelical and social justice and so forth comes from. And uh, so, yeah, that's very central. Mm-hmm. So would you guys say the contemplative starts and then the is kind of the beginning of the circle and the others kind of well, flow maybe, from Well, maybe it's better to say it, it's the rootage system. Mm. It's the... Mm. It's the deep uh, foundation, or if you want another kind of diagram, it. Well, no, I like I like that. But but I think if I just add, um, I mean, some people will say when I say you know start with the contemplative, you know, or if you want to be uh, the you know the, the the best way to be a spirit-filled Christian is um, you know, holiness, because if the holiness isn't there, the, char- the, you know, the power without character is a very, you know, it's a dangerous, explosive thing, and it's a mercy we don't have more power than we do have, because the char- if that the character isn't there, you know, you know, I mean, it's a bit like. Um, I mean, I'd say it even with um, you know, scripture. If the if the, the the holiness isn't there, because the, the contemplative stream gives the platform, gives the as you say, the root for the holiness stream, the virtuous. If you don't get the virtuous, then the power of the charismatic, which is the one that comes afterwards, um, is a struggle because you've got the power without the character. And certainly you need the charismatic and the power to be able to handle the social justice, the, the compassionate. I mean, we all know people who have been burdened, um, overdone the social justice. They're burnt out. They're doing it in their own power and it's a real tragedy it's a tragedy for them tragedy for their um, um, spouse or the congregation it's a tragedy for the cause that they're following because here's another cause that someone had a brilliant idea to do something on but have not got the power to be able to follow it through and um, and you know then you've got it, the evangelical stream is so much more convincing if it's built on the social justice stream because the evidence is there. You're you're using you know the social justice 
is evangelistic in that sense because it's speaking of Christ and speaking of the change that he brings. But if you have the evangelical without the charismatic, without the holiness, you know, I mean, evangelical, having the power of Scripture without the character to handle it is a dangerous thing. I mean, I sometimes think, be careful where you point that thing um, in a scripture, because that could that could blow up in your face, mm. and you could hurt a great deal of people with that book if you're not very careful. I mean, I hope that's not overkill, but you see what I'm no, it's saying exactly there. Right. Um, the holiness, the holiness stream is the power to be the kind of person we need to be, and the charismatic yes. is the power to do what yeah. God calls us to do. Yeah. And uh, the interfacing of, for example, the evangelical stream and the social justice stream—you can't, you can't preach good news and be bad news. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's why uh, social justice concerns. But uh, like we all know, social justice will burn us out if we don't have yeah. the rootage system of the contemplative life. Mm-hmm. So, and then where does incarnational fit with all this? Go ahead, James. Well, I I think um, I kind of feel if you if you work through the streams. You know, and they do have conversation with each other. But if you work through uh, the contemplative, the holiness, the charismatic, the social justice, the evangelical, if you turn around and look back on that journey, you'll probably find you've been swimming in the, the incarnational stream, actually. Because collect those up and you will... Be incarnational. I mean, because because the streams are Jesus, then you will be Jesus, and that will make a difference. Now, I think there's an intentional element, you know, there, and there's a sense of calling in it. But if you're a surgeon, um, or you're an artist, or you're working in um, in a school or a commercial company, if you're working on those other Five, the likelihood is that you will be doing that in the context where you are, where God has you. And um, so I think I, I don't want to overcomplicate it, really. I think it works at that. It's, it's very simple. The incarnational tradition is really the arena where all the yeah. disciplines function. Mm-hmm. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, mm-hmm. we do all to the glory of God. And so whether we're a, an IT specialist, we're doing that to the glory of God, or whether we're a waitress in a, in a restaurant, mm-hmm. we're doing to the glory of God. And, and that is where it is incarnated into ordinary life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So we make, in the incarnational stream, we are making manifest the invisible life of the Spirit, giving it concrete expression.
and having fun. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to all of these. I mean, I... It seems to me it's, again, one of those things in the spiritual life that you can just keep going deeper and deeper. And there's seasons where we grow, you know, into more into one stream or another. But there's, this isn't one of those check, got it, done things. No, it's not. It's not. And um, that's why I'm, I found it, it can be helpful to study the streams as individual streams but I think um, sometimes the best way is to study them in discussion as a conversation between them um, because of this great conversation about the growth of the um, uh, soul and I think they, they have more power potency and energy when you discuss them in discussion with each, you know, the other, um, I think if you if you if you set them out in a in a checkbox order, you know, right, we've now completed the um, um, holiness um, stream. Now let's move on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is an element of that. I get that, but I think I think the danger is. You feel you tied them up, you, you put them in a nice cardboard carton and you move on to the next one. And I think it's the untidiness, it's the interaction between them. So, you know, I mean, I sometimes um, you know, joke about this, but, you know, um, I think, you know, the, the evangelical stream says to the contemplative stream, now, now, be careful. Don't stray beyond the Bible's outer you know, edges here. Make sure your practices are within, are consistent with um, uh, Scripture, because we know there are spiritualities out there that are beyond the, you know, the edges of Scripture, and we and we want to. to to hear the evangelical, that's what the evangelical brings to, that's one of the things the evangelical brings. So the evangelical says to the, the contemplative, now don't stray beyond the boundaries of scripture. The contemplative says to the evangelical, um, you know, chill out a bit. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it sort of, um, you know, we need to relax here. And when Richard says, let's have some fun. I mean, we do want to explore. We want to be confident that there is an outer edge, that Scripture does give us a circumference which we won't want to stray beyond. And we want to be watchful and mindful that, you know, is everything we're doing consistent with um, Scripture? And yet the contemplative says, you know, be contemplative on this. Be you know, dig you know, go in there, explore, try to to hear what's going on. And, um, you know, there are ways of exploring the contemplative that would be really beneficial to an evangelical stream. And, and of course, if we take this ecclesiology, this, this broad view of church, all these streams are representing, are speaking into or bringing to the conversation different traditions of 
the church. And so this great, the conversation on the growth of the, of the soul is a great conversation between the church. Um, and I think it's the most exciting, exciting thing. I mean, you know, who would have thought that what used to be an embarrassment about how, how the church has different aspects, different traditions and um, different stories and not really speaking to the other. Now we find that actually what was our, the impediment on the church, you know, different aspects, different ways of seeing things, it may actually be one of our strengths to bring these six in there, to discuss them, to explore them, to listen to each other, to say, bring out your greatest treasure. If you've got something that's consistent with um, you know, Scripture and is honoring Jesus, I'm interested. I want to <laughs> know. And, and I mean, my journey with um, being involved in the... Bible society around the world and seeing the Bible played out in the Catholic majority countries and Orthodox majority countries and Protestant majority countries is that what's happening now is that we're seeing a greater conversation often around scripture, the high Christology and we're realizing, actually, you've got something I need. You've got something I want. You're going to help me pursue. Um, and I think it's the most exciting thing that's going on. And I think, Richard, that book, when you started this, I don't know whether you realized where this was going to go, because it's really very, very interesting. Yeah, well, you put down what you can at the time, and mm. we watch and see where it goes. Dad, what do you think about this this idea? I mean, that James is presenting that I, f I find really helpful. Um, our greatest embarrassment—they're not our greatest, but some of our embarrassments as a church with all these divisions—that that there's, you know, some really great gifts there that we can give to each other. Exactly, exactly. Many of these things that divided people were because there were certain lacks uh, that were being ignored. And a group arose to, to speak to that, and uh, but it but but often these things became ways of dividing us. But now, if we really look at this, see, this is this is the idea of entering a new epic with God historically. That there can be can be a coming together of these great traditions and streams and ways of living and thinking that strengthen us and uh, and we can become a a much a fuller person as a human being and as groups of people and and uh, so forth yeah absolutely I mean, there's something very helpful is when I encounter someone comes from a different denomination to say, there's much for me to learn from your experiences. And you may go about things a little bit different, and there may be some divisions, but there's also some great treasures in there. Right. And that's, and we look, we look for the treasures. Mm. I mean, in, in all of these, there are excesses and oddities and sillinesses and... <laughs> 
but we look for the great treasures, and that's what we hold on to. And it's not that the differences aren't important. I mean, I don't want to airbrush out some of the critical choices that the church has had to work through. Um, uh, so, so I think, you know, it's not that they're unimportant. It's just that, you know, Satan, I mean, the evil one, you know, if he can't under-emphasize um, things, he'll get us to over-emphasize things. Yeah. And... Um, um, I think we just need to be watchful of that. Um, mm. But um, bring out your greatest treasure, really, really good. Um, yeah. And um, and experiment, experiment and play. I mean, playfulness mm. in this is really helpful. And and of course, the, you know, streams of living water goes with the workbook, a spiritual formation workbook, is a a group experience um in britain we call it life streams it's we've retitled it and it's about the life and the streams and the workbook is trying to take streams of living water in a group context and there's been played out in hundreds and hundreds of places around the world as people have been trying to, as I say, you know, um, you know step into the streams. Um, that's what the invitation is, to step into the streams and experience them. And as, and as you step into them, they, unto God and his you know, spirit and the Holy Spirit comes and steps into us. And we start to become the streams as we embrace them. And therefore, we start to become more like um, a Jesus. Exactly. Now, that's, that's a place where it's so important for us to stress a very high Christology here, that Jesus uh, is the, the model, the example, uh, out of which... Uh, we conjugate all the verbs of living. And and so that's why the book opens with Jesus as the divine paradigm for um, for all of these areas of living. And, and then we become more like Jesus, that is, character formation. Uh, it isn't just that the holiness stream focuses on that, but all of the streams have the objective, the growth of the soul individually and then in terms of community life because we we don't do these things just on our own. Uh, we, we, we learn to study together, to laugh together, to pray together. Um, just a very brief footnote um, is simply to say the greatest way of the ecumenical spirit becoming a reality, that the greatest ecumenism is to worship at the feet of Jesus. And um, we meet each other in the church through Jesus. I mean, it's the meeting around Jesus, the commitment to become, to pursue, to press into Jesus that actually 
we open our eyes and we see, my goodness, look who's here beside me. Um, I wasn't entirely thinking you'd be here, but you are here. And they're probably thinking that of me as well. <laughs> and that's one of the things that kind of compelled me with the streams is that, I mean, these are all kind of modeled in the life of Jesus. And we see all these different aspects um, in in his life and it's all very helpful. Yeah, because he was a contemplative. He was an evangelical. He was a social activist. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. well, it's charismatic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that, all of that, and that's why for me, that first chapter is maybe the most important one, mm. and the one I was maybe the most pleased with mm. when I finished it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dad, as you reflect back on the book a little what are some things that you've seen come out of it that's been kind of unexpected or that you've enjoyed watching one of the things that i was pleased you know i used these historical figures biblical figures historical figures to to um as a as a way of describing the tradition and that's an incarnational aspect of it uh, that uh, it, it enfleshed how this tradition might look and what has been lovely is how certain people have have been have gravitated toward uh, that uh, made sense to them you know uh, Dog Homershaw a whole thing yes. on him all of a sudden, oh, oh, this is not some way out. This is something that works in the life that I live, in the life that uh, ordinary people have to live. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the incarnational tradition you're speaking of, isn't it? The political world that he was in, the tough political world that he was in, yeah. Right, but yeah. but uh, people people go, oh, this isn't just uh, relig- pious exercises, mm. you know, for the devout. This is something yeah. that works out in a life, mm. uh, and in uh, where people are, and and what I have to deal with, and so that's how I'm. To try to figure it out, and and like you say, Nate, that um, these things keep unfolding and unpacking themselves as we as we have experiences as we move along, and uh, it can be great a great adventure, <laughs> a great ad- <laughs> unlike unlike hobbits, we're for adventures. We think are there there other things we want to discuss, or should we wrap it up? The the only the two things just uh, I wondered about adding is in terms of the significance of the book. One of them is that it builds on Richard's first book, um, Celebration, because it it takes the practices, it takes 
the experiences of that book and puts them in an order, which I think is helpful. They arrange them. Um, not entirely; they're not the same book, but it's but the, but it's interesting to see how streams, you know, takes those ideas of celebration and moves them on. Um, I think that's you know helpful in terms of understanding this book, um, how it comes out of that other book. And the other thing that I think is helpful is the way streams. <laughs> in some ways gives, I found it really helpful, gives an expression of a, of a, a, of a way of seeing church that is inclusive and generous. Um, mm. So, I mean, I, my tradition is an Anglican Episcopalian um, and in many ways, you'll see a lot of the streams within Anglicanism. I mean, Anglicanism does embrace some of the streams, but then I look at other traditions and I see that whether it's the Salvation Army or the Wesleyan tradition, you know, Wesley was both an evangelical and a social activist. Right. And if you read his um, um, you know, journal, you see that the, the spirit comes in but very strongly and some remarkable spiritual things are going on there. And you dig around in different traditions and you find that different parts of this book are expressed. I mean, that's what I think is such a fun thing with this book. And, and the end of the book with the appendices, um, there's a whole section here on key figures who step out of the pages of this book um, and express different aspects of the church. And you realize that many churches, many traditions have been grappling with and feeling their way towards many of these um, you know, streams and historically different aspects different streams have been emphasized and some churches have discovered them and then they've forgotten them and then they've discovered them again. Um, the, the incarnational stream is so interesting because you think of the way art has been a part of the history of the church, but there's been a very ambivalent view of art in the church. Mm -hmm. There's sort of there have been eras where it's been really strong and important. Others, when we pushed it out, or social, the public square, um, the market square. Um, uh, there have been times when the church has been really good on that. Other times, it's been really, you know, a, you know tried to um, stand outside it. So I think it's great to bring our traditions and to just to read around a bit and realize how all of our churches have tried to be working at this stuff for a long time. And um, the, the further I go, the more, the more I see that. And that's why I'm so pleased that um, the book is being read published in Britain um, because I think it will reach a new generation and a new age group who perhaps aren't as um, hung up about denominational issues but are perhaps more passionate about becoming like uh, Jesus and I think the significance of this book will continue because of that.
I really do. Daz, anything else you wanna you wanna add? I think uh, James put it together very well. <laughs> you want me to share a little toward the what I'd written at the very yeah, end? It's a good piece. I mean, from the beginning, the the picture of these six streams. And that a movement of God could flow out of that into the lives of hosts of people and to sort of catch this as a vision of life. And that's what, after writing the book, I felt uh, if I could capture that, that vision for people. See, we've been largely a scattered people. And now coming together into an all-inclusive community of loving persons. And I write, I see it happening, this great new gathering of the people of God. I see an obedient, disciplined, freely gathered people who know in our day the life and powers of the kingdom of God. I see a people of cross and crown of courageous action and sacrificial love. I see a people who are combining evangelism with social action, the transcendent lordship of Jesus with the suffering servant Messiah. I see a people who are buoyed up by the vision of Christ's everlasting rule, not only imminent on the horizon, but already bursting forth in our midst. I see a people, I see a people, even though it feels as if I am peering through a glass darkly. I see a country pastor from Indiana embracing an urban priest from New Jersey and together praying for the peace of the world. I see a people, I see a Catholic monk from the hills of Kentucky standing alongside a Baptist evangelist from the streets of Los Angeles and together offering up a sacrifice of praise. I see a people. I see social activists from the urban centers of Hong Kong joining with Pentecostal preachers from the barrios of Sao Paulo and together weeping over the spiritually lost and the plight of the poor. I see a people. I see laborers from Sueto and landowners from Peoria honoring and serving each other out of reverence for Christ. I see a people. I see Hutu and Tutsi, Serb and Croat, Mongol and Han Chinese, African American and Latino, and Anglo, Latino and Native American all sharing and caring and loving one another. I see a people. I see the sophisticated standing with the simple, the elite standing with the dispossessed, the wealthy standing with the poor. I see a people. I see a people, I tell you, a people from every race and nation and tongue and stratum of society, joining hearts and hands and minds and voices, declaring Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. 
It's beautiful. And there I bring a, a little bit of Britain, don't I, with the <laughs> John Cook. <laughs> yeah. Which we're pleased about. We're very pleased yeah, about. Right. Thank you. Well, may it be, huh? Yeah. And may it be so. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time today. That's great. Thank you, James. It's been wonderful. Thank you, Richard, and to you both. Many blessings. Well, there you have it. Again, the book is Streams of Living Water, Celebrating the Great Traditions of Christian Faith. It's published in the UK by Hodder and Harper One in the US. Hey, we noticed the 100th episode of this podcast is coming soon. So we're planning a special episode for you. We're also cooking some new changes to the podcast in general. Be some really, really good stuff to come. Hey, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.